Two very important indicators have started to flash over the last week. And this is when you need to pay the most attention. I understand we're late in the year, you may be watching this in January, and you're sort of on holiday mode. But the reality is the next 12 to 24 months can mean life-changing wealth for you if you know which assets to actually be in. I wanna deep dive into what's happening around the grounds, not just here in Australia, but overseas, and what this could mean for you in trying to build wealth. So if you're interested, definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. The Fed came out a couple of days ago and said, look, we're probably not gonna increase rates anymore and the next move for us will be most likely down. In fact, now the markets are pricing in six rate cuts in 2024 with the earliest starting in March of 2024. So that's only a couple of months away and that's why we need to start paying attention because what we need to know is if the rates do cut and that happens to be in March or it happens to be in July, what does that actually mean for you? And if you're here in Australia, figuring out what that means for real estate prices. Because at the end of the day, I'm a real estate channel and that's what you guys love watching. So as we've seen over the last 18 months, interest rates go up. The RBA has a narrative and they're like inflation sticky. So we need to keep with this. But then inflation is largely driven by the fact that rents have gone through the roof. And if the RBA was just talking to the government who was in charge of the migration policy, we probably wouldn't be even in this mess. But we're here now. And that's why we need to be proactive, not reactive. If you were listening to me over 12 months ago, you probably have made some really good moves when it came to real estate asset allocation. So now it's time to pay attention to figure out what happens in the next six to 12 months, especially if you're on the sidelines and saying, look, I can probably buy now, but I'm gonna wait. And you've got to ask yourself what you're waiting for. Because I can tell you now, most people do not understand why interest rates go up and why interest rates go down, let alone are they even watching these videos. So if you are here and you're getting the insight of knowing the bond markets, the money markets are all now pricing in rate cuts in 24, what does that actually mean? Well, there's two things that it actually means. One, it means that something is going to break in the system and that means also unemployment going higher or two, they might actually land the impossible soft landing. It's like imagine having a plane and you've lost like both engines and you're gliding, hoping that it's a soft landing. You don't know because the wheels have come out but you have no engines to rely on. Now, I'm definitely not a pilot and there might be a pilot watching this going, what the hell is he talking about? But this is how I imagine would be the worst case if I'm on a flight. And they're just gliding, hoping that they land without killing a bunch of people and the whole thing burning up. That's pretty much what the central banks around the world are actually doing right now. They're like, okay, we can increase rates something didn't break. Oh, we increased rates again, something hasn't broken yet. And then all of a sudden they increase or they hold and they're like, holy crap the whole thing imploded. And now we've got to make our way backwards to go and ensure that this doesn't instigate into a bigger problem. It's like having firefighters on the side waiting for this plane to land and going, if there's going to be fire, we need to be there on the scene and act as quick as possible. Now, the difference is, do you sit there with all your outfits, all of your equipment ready to go? Or are you sort of like, yeah, I think the plane's landing over there and will it take us 10 minutes to get there plus get ready. It's probably going to be half an hour to actually get on the field and actually do it. So when you bring it into the context of what's happening right now, the Fed has already come out and said, look, this is what we're going to do. This is the game plan, right? That then has an effect on the rest of the world. Why? Because the US dollar is the reserve currency of the entire world. For now, it could be Bitcoin at some point, but who knows? So based on their decision, it will affect every other country. And that's why it could also mean interest rates start cutting in Australia sooner than we think. Because another side effect of us not reducing our interest rates when the US will, it means that our dollars could climb in value against the US dollar. So for all of you travelers out there, you're like, this is fantastic. But it makes our 
our exports more expensive and that is not good for an economy. So we try and manage that and we may cut soon after the US does, unless something in our local economy absolutely breaks. Now, the other indicator that has started flashing is that we just hit an 18 month high on the unemployment rate. If you've been following the channel for a while, you'll know that I said, hey, something might break, companies are going bust, but the number that they're looking at, and by them, I mean the RBA, they're looking at the unemployment rate. And if the unemployment rate starts moving, it's like, okay, we need to start prepping. Because historically what happens is the unemployment rate moves very slowly and then suddenly. And so if you look at any graph and you see unemployment rates and how they spike, they spike just before a recession kicks in and it usually lines up with when the rates actually cut. So now we've hit an 18 month high of 3.9%. Although still very low, it is something that you need to pay attention to because if we see that number jump up, we'll see the probability of rate cuts a lot quicker. Now, rate cuts are important for borrowing, but we also have finance and the banking industry to play a big part in what happens with real estate prices. So in 2024, could we see more lenders start relaxing some of their serviceability buffers, some of the metrics they use, and it's already starting to happen. Where some banks were usually taking like 70% of your income from rental properties, now maybe taking 85 or 90%. And this to the common folk is like unknown, because if you're not in the market and talking to a broker, you're just gonna be unaware of this. And that's why it's very important. I urge you that if you are interested in building wealth in real estate, get the right team around you or pay attention like a whore. Now you might be able to pay attention while things are slow, no one's at work, it's all good. But when work starts picking up again in 24, just like it did in 23, you're then going, well, suddenly three months went by and I didn't do any research. I didn't do any work. You go back into the same markets or same bookmarks that you made of saved properties and things like that and all of them have sold for much higher than what you thought they were. You go into the active listings and they're all under offer. And that's how the FOMO really builds up. And I believe 2024 is gonna be a year of FOMO, more so in the second half of the year, but the smart buyers will be getting in in the first half of the year. Now, while we talk about real estate prices going up and asset prices gonna go through the roof, we've actually got household savings drop to 1.1%. That's significant because when you see this household savings ratio chart, you'll see that we had peak levels when it was around the pandemic. And that's because people stayed at home, weren't spending money, and we got given a lot of money just to stay at home. And all of a sudden, we've seen the reverse play out. We really haven't seen these levels since 2008. And we all know what happened in 2008. But this ratio is not biased. It basically takes into consideration everything. You may know people in your community or in your friend circle that are actually doing better than they've ever done before. And that may be largely driven by the fact that they hold assets. Because as asset prices have increased, you get the wealth effect kick in. Some people can go in, take out some equity, and suddenly they've got 20 to 30K that they didn't have before. If you're simply someone who's been renting and all of your money's been going to the cost of living crisis, you're really concerned about your savings ratio and how many Australians don't have any money in their account, let alone to try and buy assets. What we're really seeing is that divide between the rich and the poor. The middle class is getting destroyed. And you should definitely check out this video I made like a couple of months ago. And it's so relevant because a lot of the things I discussed in that video are playing out right now. When we're considering interest rates, borrowing capacities, that only takes care of the demand side. From the supply side of things, building approvals are up in October, but they're still very, very low. In fact, they're at levels where unfortunately, we're just not gonna meet the demand in the next couple of years. So take a step back and understand that if we're not building enough and we have too many people in the country, where are they supposed to live? And yes, wages haven't kept up, but a lot of the people that are now coming into the country aren't really concerned by the wages of Australia. They're going, well, we're coming in with like 500 and 600K. We can just go in and buy 
buy property with cash. So go buy an apartment. And there's others that come in with like five or 10 million and they're just swooping up properties all left, right and center. So there are moving pieces to this puzzle and this is why it's so important that you pay attention now. Now, long-term, I am so optimistic about asset prices, not just real estate, but asset prices in general. Why? Because the dollar keeps losing its value. Someone could come out in the comments or email and say, look, Ravi, you always come across so optimistic and say property prices will never fall. They always go up. Now, firstly, I never say that and I don't even have that voice. So I'm not sure where I'm getting that from. Now I'm playing Inception with myself. <laughs> what I have said is that some markets go up and some markets go down, but they all trend in the same direction. Not because certain areas just became so much better to live in, but more so because the dollar it's denominated in or against that currency is actually losing its value. The one guarantee we definitely have is that the value of our dollar keeps decreasing. So as long as that keeps decreasing, and I know that's gonna play out over the next 10, 20, 30 years, because that's what historically we've seen, where the dollar has lost more than 90% of its value, that trend will continue. So if that trend continues, you have an inverse relationship when it comes to assets. Now, which assets move at which time? That's like timing the market. But if you're in this game for the long term, I'm talking like 10 plus years, you'll do really well attaching your dollar, which loses value against assets, which are denominated in that dollar. And more importantly, the debt that you take on is denominated in that dollar. So if you think about it, over the last couple of years, while people have been complaining, inflation's so high, the dollar's not worth what it's worth because cost of living crisis and things like that, just know that the debt that you took against that property also lost its value. And the best way to illustrate this is to understand how a property 30 years ago was costing $90,000 to buy in Australia is now selling for $2 million. However, our wages were also really low. In some cases, you'd make like $30,000 a year, but now you're making like $300,000 a year for a similar sort of job. Now, again, the numbers and the scales are a little off, but if you go and talk to your parents or your grandparents, you'll know, unless you are the parent or the grandparent, then you already know that. It's clear there's cracks in the economy and with the unemployment starting to rise, it is getting concerning that when something has the tendency to move slowly, then suddenly, it's something that the RBA needs to pay attention to and need to be really robust with their strategy around how they're gonna cut interest rates and what other incentives the government can bring in to lift the economy because technically now, we've had three quarters of decline when it comes to the per capita recession that we're going through right now. So when we've seen a slowdown in retail spending and according to the per capita numbers, we're in a recession, we're only one quarter away from a depression and we could possibly have felt the major effects of this if we hadn't brought migration into the country. So a lot's happening in the moment. It's a very interesting time. There will be losers and there will be winners. As we've seen with every cycle, we've seen money just transfer from one group of people to another. And I'm hoping that you're here taking this education seriously, but you need to be executing. So if you are interested in getting more education, especially during the more quiet time, definitely use the link in the below where you can download my free ebook. And this will get you started for 2024. I hope you guys have enjoyed this video and I'll catch you guys in the next year. <laughs> Thanks guys.